This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode on the channel. I am super excited to have you here today. We're going to be talking about the art of contemplation. And if you're into the Gene Keys, you will most likely have already heard of this. If you're new to the Gene Keys, this is la creme de la creme. This is definitely something that I'm not taking credit for. Richard Rudd created this process however the underlying roots come from taoism so i will be talking about all these things in the conversation today but i'll give you the why i wanted to record this episode i obviously if you've been listening to the last few episodes in particular is like i'm really i'm going in deep with the jinkies and what i really love is the more feminine fluid approach with the jinkies that does involve contemplation and so the art of contemplation is actually a very small yet powerful book that Richard Rudd has written so if you want to get the book I highly recommend it I'll probably link that in the show notes now that I've mentioned it but even with that I'm going to give as much as I can in this podcast episode to really paint a picture for you of what the art of contemplation is and how you can use this with the gene keys how you can use this literally for anything you can use it with human design I think that if you've been following me for a while, that the way that I approach human design is from the lens of nuance, and it's definitely not black and white. Some aspects are binary naturally, other aspects are non-binary, the way that they work within the system, which ultimately means if not everything is binary, it's definitely more fluid, it's definitely non-binary. You get what I'm saying? So the point is, contemplation is really going to allow you to continue to maintain that fluidity, continue to give yourself a living, breathing, non-restrictive, fluid experience of how you live the gene keys, how you share this work, how you implement it into your life, into your business, into just the personal introspection in a work that you're committed to doing. Because I would assume if you're listening to this, you're probably into the inner work, okay? So the art of contemplation, I've shared how the gene keys are, you know, they are related to our genetics. They they are, you know, hand in hand in some ways with human design. They're derived from the I Ching system, which is a Chinese divination text. I've talked about Taoism. But the art of contemplation is, you know, I remember when I first learned about the gene keys, it was like, oh, you're going to do the gene keys. Like, you know, you're going to do the journaling and you're going to like find the limiting beliefs. Like it was a very rigid structural approach that I had. And then when I realized that the art of contemplation is really a gentle path of taking something that we want to think about or assess or observe, and we're actually approaching it from a place of curiosity that things became a lot more simple and expansive. So contemplation is in the middle of meditation and concentration. And it's it's more it's more playful. Like it's it's not you're not there trying to figure things out, but you kind of are a little bit. 
and then meditating is the that aspect is very much like just allowing yourself to think allowing yourself to have those thoughts kind of go by and so this is why i love this work so much because i've been a an avid meditator so this this episode is dropping in november i've been meditating every single day since september of 2019 so anything that involves this contemplative meditative approach and just really allowing ourselves to live that human experience is definitely something that lights me up. So it's, it's, the thing is, is that this is more playful. You talk about the feminine side of the gene keys and it's more playful because it's not about figuring shit out because then we become very black and white. And I find that the integrity with the gene keys is maintaining this nuance and this place of curiosity, like we can't be curious if we are in uncertain if we are in certainty. Curiosity is fueled by uncertainty because it's in the realm of what if, right? And there's there's so much freedom in that, which is I think is so interesting. I really think that just to kind of tie in human design, having an open ajna, sometimes when you have undefined open centers, what can happen is that this like not enough energy, not knowing the answers, not knowing what to believe, speaking from the Ajna perspective, can lead us down this realm of like, well, what's certain? What's the answer? Do you want concrete? Because we're looking for security and safety and so on. But with contemplation, it's about being on the fence and then kind of dipping your toes into the realization of how you observe the energy of your gene keys, how you how you are witnessing the shadows show up in your life, in your business, in your relationships, and your connection to money, how you witness the gifts come to life when you've really embodied and integrated that shadow side, and how that city is just naturally expressed. Like it's it's just it's a really it's a it's a releasing. And so I actually had to do a lot of deconditioning when I first learned about the art of contemplation because I was very much very left brain like mm, let's just figure this out but the funny thing is I have a passive mind from a human design lens and so when I actually started to embody that and trust it things became a lot easier and so what happens when we contemplate the gene keys so you're looking at you know you're looking at your sequences but before I dive into that I specifically want to talk about the gene keys approach which is what Richard Rudd created. I'm going to talk about Taoism and then I'll talk about the sequences. I'm kind of all over the place here, but that's okay. We're just going to go with it. So contemplation, and this is, I'm literally saying this verbatim from the Gene Keys website because I think this is important to just be integrity and then I can elaborate afterwards in terms of my own perspective. Contemplation, like I said, meditation and concentration, but it's also taking full responsibility for one's inner state, using everyday challenges for growth and transformation, right? So you can really see this this art of acceptance in there rather than trying to figure it out or force things. The next one is inquiry, asking the profound introspective questions, inviting wisdom to come from within, cultivating a state of calm presence in all situations. So I really love this because it really paints a picture of, as human beings, us taking back our power and not externalizing so much and needing to have certain things in order to feel safe and secure or to believe things and have certainty and so on, right? So this, again, that state of curiosity, inquiry, that state of curiosity is what allows us to be receptive to more possibilities. So there's like a real gift in being uncertain, right? You can't really be in a state of inquiry if you know the answer right? 
So this is like such a great way to work that muscle of being more comfortable with being in uncertainty. And then we have gentleness. And gentleness is defined in this context, nurturing a kind and gracious approach towards self and others, encouraging a spirit of unwinding, unlearning versus striving and fixing. So I love this so much because I find the gentleness approach within the art of contemplation, the Gene Keys approach is this is really bringing back the humanness of things like when we really look at let's say we look at the coaching industry just because obviously I can't help myself I give this example where I feel that maybe some do it intentionally or not intentionally where it's like oh you're here to fix this or change this and then you get this like it's a very like need to fix or change improve this sort of capitalistic approach and and this grind and so on and the gentleness is like well what if the way that things are happening is is like there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with you what if there's nothing to fix what would it be like if you were curious instead right and it kind of takes this pressure that we put on ourselves this self-criticism and this judgment that we put on ourselves and that we put on others right so it is it is being nurturing and like remembering the humanness and knowing that there's a lot of things that can happen in life that we don't have control over and there's nothing wrong with that and then the last one is patience cultivating compassion honesty and curiosity with an inherent trust in the underlying process easier said than done my friends but i really love this because i signed up for the venus sequence retreat which is a six-month retreat with the gene keys it started in november and it's going until may and we're, we're going to be contemplating the spheres and the venus sequence the pathways the lines everything and I'm so excited because it takes time. You can sit and contemplate and have a breakthrough on your gene keys, on a sphere, a line, they shift ghetto city, shift shadow city, I said ghetto. Anyways, you can have a breakthrough through contemplating these things. It could take a moment, it could take a week, it could take six months. Like it really takes away the, the emphasis of time and it really uh, creates a space for, again, the humanness and allowing time to naturally unfold. Because if you haven't heard already, time is a human construct. And obviously we need it because it brings structure. But obviously too much of anything cannot be, you know, always the best thing. And so it's like having patience and trusting in the underlying process. And kind of what I mentioned earlier is... You know, I'll just give an example. There's some really interesting things going on in my life right now where I, again, had experienced being let go from a situation and so did my partner. And so it was like, we're both sitting in this uncertainty in October where it's like, oh my God, what are we doing next? Income streams, this, that, like a lot was up in the air. And it was really interesting because I was noticing in our conversations, I was like, oh my God, like, you know, these things happened and a lot of them are out of our control, but I said, we haven't actually done anything wrong. Like, we're not on a yacht partying, doing cocaine, and, like, pissing away our lives. Like, it's, and, and that that's something you want to do, good for you. But I'm saying for me, that in, that in my world, that would be like, Kayla, this is a fuck no. What are you doing, right? So the thing is, I'm just saying that there's some things that have happened, some life-altering things that I've experienced in October where it's like, holy shit, you know, 
this I could not control all of those things these things are happening how can I be patient to trust the underlying process and so I'm having a contemplative approach to this major life-altering experience that I'm having and that Guillaume is having and it's like it's so much easier than going into like fix it mode and like I have to strive again you know that's just not sustainable even if I'm a sacral being you know how they say you know if you have a motor center to find you have all this energy it's not always like that so it's beautiful because what becomes available through the art of contemplation is this process and this is in the book as well when we get into this state and we're embodying contemplation inquiry gentleness patience through the gene keys approach we get to experience the possibilities of pausing in life pivoting another direction if that's what needs to happen and merging into whatever it is that we're doing next and so I find this really beautiful because I've really noticed since I've been meditating for so long that it has strengthened my self-awareness where I can really disassociate from myself to observe how I'm being reactive in a situation. And because in that moment I can decide to disassociate and observe myself like without judgment, it allows me to, that creates the pause, right? This This moment of like, not responding right away or reacting creates the pause and i'm not just talking about in situations that are triggering like i'm talking about what if you are taking the elevator down in your building and instead of grabbing the phone out of your pocket you stop yourself and you pause and you just you just wait and you become consciously aware of the fact that you're standing outside of your elevator and I will just say that if anyone's listening to this and they're standing outside their elevator, the timing is impeccable. Or even situations, you are you are driving and maybe, you know, you're listening to music, but what if you just like turned off the music and you became really present to your hands on the steering wheel and you became really present to driving down the street and noticing the color of the trees, right? Or what if you are in a grocery store, you're walking down the aisle and you're looking for something and you just kind of stop and you just take a deep breath rather than thinking I need to go and grab all this shit as quickly as possible so I can get back to my car. It's the, the irony of pausing, which I love, is that it interrupts our autopilot patterns and it actually gives us, it creates more time for us. Because if you think about it, when people are saying, oh my God, I'm so busy. I'm doing this, 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 this. Guess what? They're not pausing because they're not pausing. Of course, they're fucking busy because they don't create time. These little moments of interruption, that's how you create time. And so it's in those moments where when you pause, it's like, you know, you kind of freeze in time. You bring this presence back. You bring this energy to your body. You become aware of your breathing you know, where your hands are, where, what you're looking at, what you're focused on, you know, the temperature of the air that you're inhaling, how your skin is feeling, the clothes that you're wearing, whatever it is, whatever activity it is that you're doing right now, you become hyper-present. And in that moment, it gives you a decision. Okay, well, I'm in this autopilot state. Like, am I going to keep doing this? Or am I going to pivot into something else? Am I going to pivot my train of thought? Have you been stuck in a shitty train of thought that's bringing you down and you just kind of let it go? And then it's like, oh, actually, if I just pause this, like a Netflix show, pause, am I going to go to the next episode or am I going to go back to the menu, right? So pivoting gives you the choice. If you're going to stay 
or if you're going to reflect and make a different decision. And even if even if you decide to keep going in that same train of thought, or you're going to continue walking down the aisle in the grocery store, you're going to continue, you know, listening to music in the car, whatever it is, the thing is, there was technically a pivot because you interrupted what it is that you were doing to pause, be present, and you pivot back into or out of whatever it is that you're doing, thinking, saying, feeling, and you merge into this new direction and even if you choose to contemplate and go in the same direction it's still different than the initial experience because you brought in a sense of presence right and it's you brought in this clarity brought in this awareness it's not the same and so it really is through the art of contemplation and really looking at how you bring this to the gene keys when you start contemplating the gene keys and you start looking at where is the shadow gift and city showing up in my life, or even if you pause and you're doing laundry and you notice you're in the shadow of one of your spheres, it's like, okay, how can I, how can I be curious about this? What is this? What is, what is showing up for me, right? Being, being in that, that state of inquiry. How can I be patient and allow myself to experience this full spectrum of emotion without thinking I have to get rid of this lower frequency experience, right? So what happens when we're contemplating the gene keys is that it's observing the gene keys that shifts the energetic experience that we have within our body and this allows us to shift our behavior, which ultimately when we shift our behavior, this shifts how we live our life. And if we're shifting how we live our life to align with what our energetic frequencies are, then we are just like we're living in alignment genetically. It's not about just thinking positive and so on. It's like this deep integration of like every aspect of you, like your entire humanness of the shadow, the gift, the cities of everything, all the pathways, all of it. And even your human design too, this applies to that. But obviously, you know, this is mostly related to the gene keys. And if you think about it, you know, the way that we think and behave, like it does affect us genetically. And I'll go into that a little bit more in in another episode, because it's still something that I'm like contemplating myself and learning about. But I think that it's, it's really beautiful when we use this as a way to interrupt our life and put the reins back in our hands in terms of that pausing and creating more time for ourselves. And so when we look at you know, this art of contemplation, how it works with the gene keys is that your activation sequence is all about your physical experience in the 3D realm. And I've shared, and I will be sharing more about how I can see that this can become the framework and the foundation to how we consciously and unconsciously physically experience being an entrepreneur, right? So we absorb this energy and this process physically we have this foundation, you know, we get that core stability from that last pathway going into the, the purpose sphere, which is if you were looking at your gene keys, it's the bottom, your unconscious earth, it's the bottom sphere going into the Venus sequence and you start to tap into the emotional side, right? And then as we journey through that, we come into the pearl sequence, which is about the mental aspect and prosperity. So the contemplative process like you can share what you're contemplating but it can actually also be like a really private journey it's not something that you have to spew all over the internet or share with every single person but it can just be your own private contemplative meditative experience of how you experience these energies within your body 
emotionally, mentally, physically. And this is what then guides you on the genetic imprinting that you've received consciously and unconsciously before your birth and the day that you were born. And so I think that that's a really powerful thing. Talking about the art of contemplation, like really just painting a picture for you, how you can tie this into your life, into your business, how it can buy you more time. And I think the other thing that I wanted to talk about was about Taoism, right? And so contemplation is represented by the Tao. And this is this is a principle that is combining the yin and yang, right? So, you know, when you, when you consider... I don't want to say that the shadow is yang and that the gift is yin, but you can experience this. That this when you have your own definition of the masculine and feminine energy, like these, this is a harmonic experience. Like we need to have this contrast, this polarization in, in the world, like in the universe, because that is what creates magnetism. Like this is what holds things together. And I think that this also ties into the 15th gene key, which is my pearl and my purpose. But basically... Tao is also known as Tao Te Ching. It developed into the philosophical religion of Taoism. And so it the literal meaning of it is road, path, method, doctrine, principle. And so this is, you know, if you think about it, the art of contemplation is used with the gene keys. The gene keys is your golden path of energetic imprinting of how you can live your life through your beingness, right? And so obviously the yin and the yang, like we're going to have that polarization that I talked about of like being in the not self, being in alignment, feeling that those higher frequencies, but like you need to have the shadows in order to experience that. Like, I think that this is such a beautiful tool for self-love and self-acceptance. It's not just trying to get rid of all the shit so that we can be this hollow shell of only being positive all the time, because that obviously promotes toxicity. So Taoism there's four main beliefs in Taoism. So they also, the way that this is shared too, it is about navigating life. So again, it's, you can see this art of contemplation, Taoism, like this is how it really ties into like contemplating the golden path, which is all your sequences in the gene keys. So the first three, simplicity, patience, and compassion. The second one is going with the flow. The third one is letting go. And the last one is harmony. So this is where the art of contemplation was derived from. But I really love this because, again, it's tapping into that that feminine masculine energy in the sense that concentration is effort. That's more of a masculine energy. Meditation, which is no effort, is more of a yin energy right? So this contemplation is in the middle of that, which is why it's such a beautiful way to consider living your life and bringing that awareness into your everyday living. And so when we look at the experience of the gene keys, the physical, the emotional, and the mental, if we're contemplating this and we're really getting into it, getting into our own shit, getting into our gifts, getting into all of it, that is what transforms us physically, mentally, and emotionally. So this is why this work is so powerful and this is why it's so nuanced because I think if you ever see anything that says like, you know, somebody knowing a certain kind of way to have you unlock your gene keys, this is it. I just told you what it is. It's the art of contemplation. It's this. It's not, there's nothing that you have to do 
It is about your being and your awareness. And I love this so much because all I want to do is to continue to share this with people so that they can use this in their life as a tool. And and I, I don't want to gatekeep this. I'm more than happy. I think one of my most favorite things is being contemplated with other people. And I love sharing my perspective because I think my open Ajna can just like really open things up to see things differently. But I just, I really love this work. And it's, you know, the gene keys, if you think about it, I mean, if you really look at all the shadows, the gifts and the cities of your gene keys, it's, it's really a synthesis of living wisdom with its main attention being to unlock your higher purpose. It's like your higher purpose of being human, right? And the golden path, the three sequences are a series of contemplative journeys designed to raise your frequency. But it's like, you know, it's so interesting because I've been having some really amazing conversations with people in my life. And it's funny because I definitely will have contradicting podcast episodes in that and content that I've shared on social media around the law of attraction and manifestation and being high vibe. And, you know, there can be a lot of sneaky toxicity of positive toxicity. And just sometimes I feel that it lacks humanness when we take it to the extreme. And so when I, when I talk about, when I say like raise your frequency, like you can be high vibe and have bad shit happen to you. I think what the problem is, is that people make that wrong and they think there's something wrong with them, that they're not doing something right. They need to contemplate harder. They need to meditate longer or they need to do more shit, but that's not it. I think that what I've really learned especially because I've been more deeply into my activation sequence and I'm currently, as I record this, I'm diving further into my Venus sequence, which you'll definitely hear more about that in the coming month, is for a long time, I used to shy away from my shadows, you know, especially in the activation sequence. We have turbulence, conflict, self-obsession, and dullness. And those four, it's like, okay, well, I need to be high vibe because if I'm high vibe, then I'm energetically aligned with what it is that I want in my business and in my life. And then only good things will happen to me. And I get that everything is energy, but also I really think that I don't want to say that life can be random, but I do believe there's always a purpose in what we experience in life. And even that is worth contemplating. And I'm not saying that the things that happen to us are good or we had to learn those lessons and and then in order to help other people like I think there's another there's a whole level of toxicity in that as well I just think that I really believe that the secret to living a harmonious life is our willingness to really see and hold ourselves in our humanness and like really like really deeply love yourself in that and it's really interesting. I was not expecting to go down this road and recording this episode, but it just, I actually felt quite emotional as I said that. I think that this would actually just solve so many, so many recurring patterns that aren't actually serving people is like, how willing can you be to really look at your life and who you're being as a person? And if you're a business owner, the kind of business that you have, like how you serve people, like, you know, I don't think anyone could ever embrace humanness or give too much love. Like it's because it's not coming from a place of sacrifice. It's like a full encompassing experience. And I think that that's where resilience comes from. That's that's where we when we experience when we're in the shit, we're in the shadows and we're really contemplating like, 
wow like this is really happening and just using using the art of contemplation like how can i be gentle with myself right now how can i inquire to see this in a different way if the way that i'm seeing it right now isn't serving me how can i have patience to trust this process and remind myself that maybe what just happened is not my fault it's not fully in my control and i've done nothing wrong i have not been irresponsible you know it that's what creates the pause that's what allows us to at least in that moment have control over our thinking and how we are energetically expressing ourselves or honoring ourselves right so that's that's the real guts of the art of contemplation i love this and i really hope that you can use this tool you can use you can use this tool it's not just with the gene keys you can use it with human design you can use it and with anything, walking, reading, biking, doing the dishes, yard work, being with your kids in the car, whatever it is, like this is something that can just be used at any moment. And I think that pausing is really going to help bring the humanness back into our being and make a huge difference in our lives. So casual podcast episode turned massively philosophical, but I hope you enjoyed it. And definitely head to the links in the show notes because I've got some resources in there for you. And of course, the I'll link the book, The Art of Contemplation. If you're somebody that likes to buy things, you want to hold it in your hand, maybe you have touch cognition and you want to hold things, highlight things, whatever it is, then I will definitely recommend getting the book. But I definitely gave an overview in this episode for you. And I hope that you can take this, use it in your business, use it in whatever, whatever way, shape or form that you want because there's no right way to use it. So thank you so much for listening. And if you can take a moment to leave five stars, if you want to share this episode and tag me on social media, or if you want to slide into my DMs and let me know how this landed for you, that's literally my favorite thing. When a stranger pops into my world and tells me that they enjoyed an episode, it makes my heart sing and it literally will lighten up my day no matter how shitty it was. (laughs) So I just really want you to know these things don't go underappreciated. So thank you so much for listening and I'll chat with you in the next episode. 